presented to you by The Lantern. This is The Lantern Sports Podcast. Welcome, everybody, back to The Lantern Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Lapka, alongside my co-host, Curtis Gruby. We have some breaking news and some analysis for you guys. Obviously, as we've seen, the Big Ten has announced they are moving to a conference-only schedule uh, for all fall sports in the 2020-2021 fall season. And a statement from the Big Ten Conference announced Quote, that if the conference is able to participate in fall sports based on medical advice, it will move to conference-only schedules in those sports. Here we have a quote from Athletic Director Gene Smith in a conference call with the media on his thoughts on this decision. Well, I'm really concerned. I uh, mean, that's a great question. That is the question of the day. I mean, I, uh, I am um, very concerned. Um, I think in our last conversation, I, uh, whatever that was, I was you know, cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, I'm not even there now. So, Curtis, hearing that from Gene Smith, from him moving his uh, his opinion from cautiously optimistic to very concerned, you know, what does that say? Well, his very concerned is my very concerned. If Ohio State athletic director is very concerned about the season and a team like Notre Dame, their athletic director said that the season starting – on time in the fall is very unlikely for Notre Dame. So when we have athletic directors coming out saying they're concerned, saying that it's very unlikely it'll start on time, that's very concerning to me as a fan and as a reporter of college football. But that's not only concerning to me, it's also concerning to these non-Power 5 conference schools like Bowling Green, who Ohio State was supposed to play this year, but it now got canceled. Bowling Green was supposed to play the Fighting Illini as well, and they are losing out on an average $2.2 million from the Big Ten slimming down their schedules to conference-only play. $2.2 million to a college like BGSU is crippling. Not only will that have short-term effects on revenue, but that will have long-term effects on revenue as well to non-Power 5 smaller schools. Other schools in that same situation are Ball State, BYU, Central Michigan, UConn, and Northern Illinois. Among those schools are scheduled to play two Big Ten opponents this season. But schools suffering even more from that are independent schools who are not a part of a conference. We have news that Notre Dame will be joining the ACC conference in their conference-only format. But you look at some of the other schools like Army, Liberty, UMass, those schools that are not currently part of a conference, we don't know if another conference is going to pick them up, but those schools right now, uh, similar to the Ivy League, are looking at no college football season. What's the impact of that? Yeah, Notre Dame already had six ACC schools on their schedule. So it does make sense for Notre Dame to be integrated into the ACC's conference-only schedule. But the problem with Notre Dame being brought into ACC's schedule is they still have three, four games to fill up. I know the Big Ten announced that if they do have sports, if they do have fall sports, they will have a 10-game conference-only schedule. Now, the Big Ten teams usually play nine other Big Ten schools a year, so there will be one Big Ten game added on to the schedule. So how will Notre Dame fit into that ACC schedule, and how will the ACC schedule even look? Clemson plays only eight ACC teams every single year. So if Clemson were to play eight ACC teams and go 8-0 and 
and Ohio State were to play 10 Big Ten games and go 9-1, and one, how does 8-0 and oh and 9-1 and one even compare? And if you are a non-Power 5, independent, smaller school such as like Liberty or UConn, how do you even schedule games? Who, are, who is going to integrate you into their schedule? I really think that it is going to be detrimental to non-conference teams such as like Liberty and UConn. Absolutely. And you mentioned the Big Ten is hopeful that they're going to add that 10th game. And you mentioned the impact of that uh, as far as who is going to make the college football playoff. We assume Ohio State is going to be in contention for that college football playoff this year as they have been in the past. But it comes down to the point where if you're not playing teams outside of your conference, it's extremely hard to evaluate, not only when you have a different number of games, but when you're playing different teams, because then you have to look at the strength of schedule with each conference, and then you have to evaluate all these different things. And we're going to be here in December saying, you know what? I don't know if we simply can evaluate the difference between a 9-1 and team in the Big Ten and an 8-0 and team in the ACC or an 8-0 and team in the SEC when you don't play any other non-conference games. And it's, it's going to be very hard to compare. So I, I'm just wondering how this is going to affect the college football playoff and any, any postseason format at all, whether it's a bowl game, whether it's uh, the conference championship. Yeah, I think it's going to be, in my opinion, I think it's going to be too hard. I think that if there is a football season, Ohio State and the Big Ten will have a Big Ten championship game like it does every year. But I think that might be the only source of championships that we can get to. Even if we don't have a college football playoffs, how are we to play a bowl game? How do we do seedings for bowl games? because bowl games are played at neutral sites. And the whole point of the Big Ten slimming down the schedule to a conference-only schedule is to eliminate the need for long traveling. So if a school gets to play at a bowl game in Hawaii, how does something like that even happen? I don't think it can happen. I don't think there is a way to make something like that happen. If you're worried about the player's safety, and worried about them traveling long distances, then how do you go to a neutral site for a bowl game? Now, I'm afraid we're seeing a domino effect type situation here because as we saw in March, all these things kind of came down at one point. You know, one conference canceled and then one sport canceled, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, just about everything you could imagine was canceled. And we saw Ivy League actually come out and cancel their fall sports. Here's ESPN college football analyst Paul Feinbaum on the potential signs of this decision. I see it as a very negative sign, and I think Greg Sankey said it all in that bite a minute ago, Greeny. Optimism is not reality. That's the first time I've heard some realistic conversations from people at his level. In, 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 the, in the past, they've been selling, like all of us, uh, positivity, and we've been buying it as much as we can, talking about full stadiums. That's not reality. The reality is that the college football season has virtually no chance right now of starting on time. It may not start at all. And I think it's time that uh, the college football fans who really want to see football more than anything in the world, other than maybe uh, being being healthy, uh, need to start accepting the fact that it's probably not going to happen. So as we know, Ivy League canceling all their sports. Uh, look, this is the first time this has happened for Ohio State uh, as far as playing a conference-only schedule. They even did this during the flu pandemic. They played during the flu pandemic. So this is going to be uh, testing the waters here for the Big Ten Conference, and it's going to be something to evaluate. Now, 
uh, we also are seeing that the workouts for Ohio State are going to be pushed back and how that will affect the season, the schedule, and how that schedule is going to change. According to Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith, he does believe that schedule is going to change. They are currently scheduled to play Rutgers on September 26th. That would be the new start of the season if the schedule stayed the same with this conference-only schedule and end uh, the same with Michigan November 28th. But Curtis, just seeing all the shifting of everything with the workouts being pushed back, they will not, I don't believe, re be returning July 13th anymore. Yeah, Ohio State did say earlier today that they are suspending the voluntary workouts due to the coronavirus testing numbers. Now, Ohio State is not releasing how many people tested positive for COVID-19 as they want to keep their safety and their names secured. They So they're not releasing exactly how many people but obviously if they are suspending voluntary workouts that means that they had a high enough positive testing number to be concerned and to push stuff back and with Gene Smith saying that the schedule will be moved around the schedule will not look like the schedule it is now there is no way that they are returning on July 13th now that doesn't necessarily mean that Ohio State will be behind compared to other Big Ten teams if other Big Ten teams still have their training camp and stuff on the days that they were supposed to because of the slimming of the schedule non-conference games are being taken out so that means the schedule will start in late September so that doesn't necessarily mean that Ohio State will be behind or they won't have as much training camp or they won't have as much workouts done because with their schedule slimming down means the schedule will start later. So this suspension of workouts for Ohio State doesn't necessarily mean that it will hurt them in the long run. I think it just raises big concern on the testing numbers. Right. Now, remember, this podcast is recorded July 9th in the afternoon. So at the time you may be listening to this podcast, there may be information that we have not met that we have not mentioned on this podcast, just that is new. So reminder, this is being recorded on July 9th. And Curtis, you mentioned those testing numbers and we talked about a domino effect. Now, this decision has come just a few days after Ohio State announced that uh, they had players to test positive. Like you said, that specific number is uh, not going to be shared due to privacy reasons. But you have to imagine that, you know, this decision was made by athletic directors, by coaches. They all converse on a conference call July 9th, Thursday morning to kind of discuss, you know, what is going to happen next. And you would imagine that a lot of teams are, were saying, you know what, our testing numbers were likely pretty high. Now we can't operate at the same capacity as we would like because of those testing numbers. Uh, is that kind of a situation we're looking at here? Yeah, that is the situation we're looking at here. Obviously, Ohio State had so many high numbers or high enough positive numbers that they really felt like, okay, we need to do something. And their something was to suspend the voluntary workouts and to push back mandatory workouts and training camp. The, the numbers definitely have an, a direct impact on why this stuff is getting suspended, why they're canceling the non-conference schedules. Um, like we talked about Clemson and the ACC, Clemson had 37 people test positive, 37 players test positive, and other teams around the nation are also putting out exactly how many positives. I know Jim Harbaugh has said 
early on during this pandemic that he doesn't see a possible way that they can work out and play games safely during this pandemic. So he is obviously very concerned about starting up the season. And Gene Smith's optimism went from uh, cautious to to very concerned. So yeah, that Gene Smith quote that he is very concerned, you would imagine would come from what we would believe are high numbers from the Ohio State football program and not just within Ohio State, but at the other schools as well. So that's the one that's going to be grabbing headlines and we will see what uh, other schools will be saying, what other conferences will be saying and, and decisions that will be made. We'll be covering all of that for you guys here at the Lantern, Lantern Sports, Lantern Sports Podcast. For myself, Kevin Lapka, my co-host, Curtis Gruby. Hope you guys are staying safe and we're still here hoping that we're going to have fall sports and we're going to have a college football season. That will uh, remain to be seen, but we're hoping that. We hope you guys are staying safe as well. Take care.